game five of the Brainstorm Tournament here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. With me, as always, we have Allison. Hi. We have Andy. Hello. We have Kells. Buenos dias. And we have Neil. Hi, everybody. So, Neil. Yeah. What are the standings? What are we doing? I'm excited. The standings in the tournament so far are, um, they're really close, mostly. Kells and Andy are tied with 12 points total. Devo has 11. Allison is bringing up the rear with five. I liked the mostly part in your statement. <laughs> But we're going to play game six today. No, we're going to play game five today. Um, I just, I got a little ahead of myself. And as you guys know, we uh, we usually stay away from political stuff or even, even current events. We kind of made a decision that we're just going to, there's plenty of other podcasts that do that sort of thing. But I will say that today's episode is inspired by some things that have been going on in the news. Um it's it's a bit of history that you're not going to get from looking at statues hmm. because that seems to be how a lot of people do get their history uh however the topic <laughs> the topic's going to be one that's going to definitely appeal to i don't know if you were say uh an ap history teacher hmm. this might be something that is kind of right up your alley the entire episode is about the civil war Neil. Oh, right. Hey, stop your wine and you guys got your wrestling episode. That was yeah. six years ago, man. <laughs> and it wasn't during the tournament either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it's a little little controversial uh, to have one that is uh, so far in one person's wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, I really try to tailor the episodes to uh, general knowledge as much as possible. Um, so... I apologize in advance to those of you that are not big fans of the Civil War, which probably means anybody in the world who's listening to this episode that's not from the United States. <laughs> yeah, might as well just skip it. Fair enough. My gosh, Neil. All right. Category one. Well, hold on a minute, Wait. Neil. Before you fire that shot from Fort Sumner. Ah, I would like to explain the catch. The catch for this tournament, which what makes it the brainstorm tournament, is each player has the opportunity to shoot Andy in the face with a lightning bolt. Oh, it's it's any it's anybody else. It doesn't have to oh, be Andy. It doesn't have to be Andy. No. Probably okay. will be though. It will be, but it doesn't have to be. Uh you shoot them in the face with a high energy lightning bolt, completely obliterating Andy's answer. Uh their answer. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that because I always forget to say that. Yeah, I got your, I got your back. All right, category one in the Civil War is science. Did you guys know they had science way back then? I had heard. Already, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm glad this was one brief respite for us where we might have a chance of beating Andy. <laughs> Question one. What weapon technology developed in the 1840s allowed muskets to be much more deadly during the war? And for a bonus, what was the name of the bullet developed by a French inventor that further increased musket range? Oh, 
blessed. You cut the first part. Of course you do. I'm locked in with both. Locked in. I'm locked in. All right, everybody's locked in, right? Yeah. So gunpowder was invented by, like, the Chinese, like, a long time ago, so that can't be right. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just gonna work our way up from gunpowder <laughs> to Civil War. Uh, You're gonna go take a nap. Let me know when she's ready. I will. <laughs> okay, I, I wrote things on the page. Okay, go ahead, Kels. All right, I said sniper scopes. Mm. And it had to be, the, the ammunition that you were talking about had to be created by Pierre de Hollow Point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Hollow Point, not uh, Did you take French? De, de Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> David? Uh, the rifling, rifling the barrel to in part spin on the projectile to make it more accurate. And I believe the the bullet you're referring to is a sabot. Okay. Andy? Uh, rifling. Uh, for the first part, and I wrote down mini ball, which is incorrect for the second part. Devo? Or uh, Allison? Me and Devo get confused a lot. Um... <laughs> well, I can't see either one of you. So. <laughs> Your voices are so similar. I said extra shrapnel. Like they put more inside the musket ball like like super a bucket of extra that. crispy yeah, yeah super mm-hmm. size i have the extra extra crispy and the extra shrapnel <laughs> smothered covered plat splattered in shrapnel and then i said it was called a wesson because i believe that's a name in cooking guns. oil <laughs> oh, yes. damn fine corn oil <laughs> <laughs> well the correct answer is rifling. Uh, Andy explained it perfectly, or Devo did. Devo did. Devo did. Uh, it's basically kind of etching sp- uh, spirals inside the barrel to make the ball spin. And the gentleman that I'm referring to that invented this uh, type of bullet that takes advantage of that, his name is Claude Etienne Mini. Yep, Mini Ooh. Ball. So I am right. Yep. Nice. It's it's sometimes spelled like M I N N I or something like that. His name okay. is his name is M I N I E. So you can imagine that the people that were using his bullets during the Civil War, the you know, the poor white folks that were having to actually do all the work there, probably yeah, would, misspelled would, it. I've I've always balls. I've always presumed that meant like small. I'm gonna use that in class now. I learned something. Thank you. You're welcome. So question two here, as I'm reading it again here, I realize it's not really a science question per se, uh, except that it does have to do with um, uh, a particular kind of weapon, the mines, minefield set, you know, like, um, like, well, I'll just read the question and then. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that might be easier for all of us. Yeah. So question two. What famous but possibly apocryphal phrase is said to have been uttered by Rear Admiral David Farragut as he entered into a minefield set by the Confederates in Mobile Bay? Locked in. It's going to be a bleak night. (laughs) Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. 
I mean, I, I'm really even struggling to come up with joke answers today, so, but I got it. Yeah, that's another thing I kind of hesitated on this this uh, theme is Civil War is not really very funny. Too soon. <laughs> my dearest Clementine, this war has sucked all humor from my countenance. <laughs> I do so wish this terrible podcast was over. Oh my God. Mary Chestnut. <laughs> I'm locked in. Okay, David, what's your answer? Uh, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Andy? Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Allison? You can take our land, but you can never <laughs> take our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be dipped in gravy. <laughs> uh, no, you're the, wrong. It can be funny. It turns out. I guess so. The correct answer is damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. People who were with him said he didn't, they didn't hear him say that, although it was really loud at the time. And it may have been a couple of different things that he said at different times. But um, <laughs> it, just it was really loud there. at the time. You what with the there. war and whatnot. <laughs> So that's why it's pro probably apocryphal. Question three. Both sides of the war used balloons for aerial reconnaissance. What other recently developed technology was used by the balloonists to provide information to the commanders on the ground? Locked in. By the balloonists. What makes sense? I should have gone into ballooning. Smoke signals were pretty old, right? Wait, who's talking from, to who? From the <laughs> there are people in balloons that are sending signals to people on the ground. Mm, they wouldn't oh. want fire then. I shouldn't. No. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say sending in a straw basket. <laughs> Not only that, but the the northern balloons weren't hot air. They were um, like hydrogen. Uh, hydrogen, yeah. <laughs> no. So, so a fire were they been, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why the uh the southerners used hot air balloons because they didn't have the technology to create hydrogen in the in the field. I didn't know we had the technology to produce hydrogen in the Civil War period. It's easy to create hydrogen. Hmm, I didn't know. Neil's doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. I don't actually even know if this existed yet. But. I'm beginning to realize this isn't going to be about Captain America Civil War. No. Man, I would have been that ace. That would have been great. You don't know that. Ooh. Neil, have you seen that movie? Um, yes. That's the one where they were fighting against <laughs> each other, right? Yes. Yeah. I haven't. At the airport. I'm locked in. Oh, yeah. I remember the airport thing. Oh, God, I'm starting to think of the logistics of my answer. I know mine ain't right. You I know, if you're thinking about the logistics, you might be right, actually, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't want to throw anything like that out there, Andy, but I thought the same thing. Yeah. I'm already locked in, and my answer's wrong. But that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Andy? Make the listeners feel good about themselves. <laughs> this is this is pre-radio obviously uh marconi hasn't even been born yet so 
They're using telegraph. They literally have a telegraph line strung to the balloon. And there's a guy up there doing Morse code key. Ooh. I don't feel as bad about my answer. Allison? Yeah, I don't feel bad. I just said Morse code, which that was a thing Andy said in the answer. That wasn't the answer, <laughs> but... Kels? Uh, homing pigeons. Yes. Uh, David? <laughs> <laughs> Allison was just hilarious right there. Homing pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love uh, a good honing pigeon. Uh, telegraph. Correct answer is telegraph. Allison, I'm going to give you credit for Morse code. Woo! Because technically, <laughs> technically, there's other ways to transmit Morse code, but I assume you were talking, thinking about it through a telegraph. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Question four. In the 12 years after the war, there were 133 patents filed for what type of medical device, including several by James Hanger, whose company still exists today? I'm locked in. I'm going to, yeah, I got a guess. I don't know this, but I have a guess that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. I have a a guess. Uh, do Do you want me to try an easy mode? No. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I as well. take it just because I don't feel like mine's a device. Yeah, it's same more of here. A technique. Okay. So um, this I'm is an easy in. mode. I'm just kind of making up off the top of my head. So um, the easy mode for half points is uh, James Hanger was one of the first people injured in the Civil War uh, by a cannonball. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay, Allison, what's your answer? I feel like this had to have existed before this time, but I first I wrote down IV, and then I was like, well, if you get hit by a cannonball, that's not really helping. So then I <laughs> just said tourniquet, which I'm sure that existed before, but... I think if you get hit by a cannonball, you could use your liquids, too. You, you need to hydrate after a cannonball yeah. hit. But blood transfusions didn't come till World War One, right? That's correct. So I wanted to write that, but I knew that wasn't right. Kels, what's your answer? I said uh, prosthetics, like a prosthetic leg. Uh, Deva? I also said prosthetics. And Andy? Totally guessed at prosthetics. Yeah, a lot of times when you get hit by a cannonball, you lose a limb. And he got tired of the peg leg that he got fitted with. And so after the war, he went into his workshop and built a fully articulated um, leg for himself. Mm. And his company uh, still exists and Mm. is one of the largest producers of prosthetics in the world. Okay. I don't see what's wrong with the peg leg. It's done me just fine. Great. Now we get the pirate voice for the rest of the episode. That shit. <laughs> now it'll just last another question or two before he forgets. <laughs> that should do. He'll tire himself out. <laughs> so do you, do you want to hear the scores? I mean, I got. Yeah, two. sure. Now, Kels, you got the easy mode on that one, didn't you? No, I locked in before that. Okay. All right. In that case, uh, Kels and Allison are tied at ten. Devo has forty, and Andy has forty-two. So our two, history, our two history majors are doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. 
three. History I definitely majors. have a history major as well. Yeah. Two of our history majors are doing pretty well. <laughs> Let's move on to category two, which is music. Yar. All right. <laughs> oh, my. Question one. What country band recently got into a legal battle with soul singer Anita White after they changed yes. their name? Locked yes. in. I'd Locked be knowing in. the name of this one as well. Locked in. Locked in. David? Uh, the former Lady Antebellum. Now they are going by Lady A. Andy? Yeah, Lady Antebellum. Allison? Uh, yes, Lady Antebellum, and to quote Miss Paula Poundstone, how can a people who spend their life in music be so tone deaf? Oh, well <laughs> said, Paula Poundstone. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kels. Lady Antebellum. Correct answer is Lady Antebellum. And, you know, the other ridiculous aspect of this is in this this current movement to kind of correct some of the terrible things that we've been calling things like the Redskins. Um, antebellum is simply Latin for before the war. Right. Like it, 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 yeah. It's not really anything racist at all. Mm-hmm. Antebellum is used for other things besides the American Civil War. You could have kept the name. Yeah. Well, I, I, I read a little bit about them and they said that uh, I be, if I recall correctly, they actually intended it to be intended it to be something like the you know the antebellum South with the big plantations and all that kind of stuff. That was their well, in that case, that's it. horrific. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's certain connotations there. <laughs> that's horrific and idiotic. Really. Question two: What musical signal was probably written by Union General Daniel Butterfield to replace a French signal for "Lights Out"? It was quickly adopted throughout both the Union and Confederate armies. Locked in. Locked in. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have a signal written down. I'm locked in too. Andy? Taps. Allison? Hell yeah. I said taps. Kels? Taps. And Devo? Taps. Correct answer is taps. Here's the thing, fellas. I mean, no. One one day, I want to get an answer right, and at least one other person misses it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kells missed the telegraph. Yeah. So you're in. So there you go. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know, um, a long time ago, I was a family service counselor for a cemetery for a few years. So I've been to, like, a thousand funerals and um if you've ever been to a true full-on military funeral where they not only play taps but the way a military funeral is supposed to go they don't normally have enough people but you should play taps at the gravesite, and then it's answered by somebody on the other end of the cemetery um and it's the most haunting sound when it ends at the gravesite. And you hear the horn way in the distance playing taps a second time. It is one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. There. I'm not always funny. <laughs> You're very rarely <laughs> funny. <laughs> ah, thanks for ruining this beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs>
Question three. What 16 tons singer released two albums in 1961 called Civil War Songs of the North and Civil War Songs of the South? Locked in. And for a bonus, his appearances on what sitcom helped to make him a household name? I'm locked in. I'm locked in with a uh, guess. Yeah, I have a, I have a guess. Allison? Well, I, I picked a racist person because that's what it sounded like you were going for there. And the only reason I know this artist um, is because I've had a friend play this music. I put David Allen Coe. Okay. I hope I said that right. Um, Kels? I just said Conway Twitty because I have no idea. Devo? Conway Twitty. Uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford? Who? And the sitcom I put Andy Griffin. Okay. And oh, I forgot there was even a bonus. I actually <laughs> use 16 tons in my class. Um, it's Tennessee Ernie Ford. And I believe the sitcom he was on, he played Cousin Ernie on I Love Lucy. The correct answer? You know, Allison, it's funny. When I was kind of looking for some Civil War songs, I came across him singing some Southern ballad. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't realize Tennessee Ernie Ford was like so pro-South. But then when I looked, he did he did both a North album and a South album. So he was kind of oh. going both ways. Uh, but that is the correct <laughs> answer. Turning <laughs> I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't mean it like that. Oh. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the correct answer is Tennessee Ernie Ford. And he made, I think, four or five episodes of I Love Lucy as Cousin like a Ernie. recurring character, yeah. That person has too many names in his name. Mm-hmm. That's a lot you of 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older, day older and older deeper and in deeper debt. In debt. Yeah, not ringing the bell. Nope. It was a big hit in the early 60s. Oh, man. Thank God the Beatles came. That's your jam. All right, question four. One song that was popular during the Civil War commemorated what famous abolitionist and martyr? Locked in. Um, Oh, come on. This is easy. You're easy. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, wait. I'm locked in. Now I can't think of the song, but I know the answer. Uh, oh, because not a lot of people even sing the part about him. Right. Know? Now you're getting it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to punt just to oh. speed things along because I'm not getting it. Uh, and I'm going to shoot Andy in the face because he's being smug. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Dave. Well, good job. Uh, Yay! Kels, what's your answer? I said John Brown. Uh, and then we got David. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. <laughs> Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. And Andy, what's your answer? <sighs> the song is called. It's so much better when you wait song until we start called. talking. <laughs> oh, that's so, so much better. <laughs> Laugh it up. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, the song is called John Brown's Body Evolved into the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Allison? Really? 
I I don't know if I had to put all that. I just said John Brown. <laughs> the correct answer is John Brown. The song was indeed John Brown's body. And a young woman named Julia Ward Howe decided that the original lyrics were not uh, serious enough. So she wrote new lyrics and named it the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Someone's got to say some verses or something or it's going to drive me crazy. Yes. The truth keeps marching on. But the original lyrics had songs like John Brown's body is moldering in the grave. Yeah, that's not serious enough. Right. We got to fix that. Well, she she thought they were crude. Oh, we're a bit crude. Well. But the original lyrics were written by a school, or is Julie is how the school teacher? There's yeah. a school teacher involved with the song. There were there were a lot of different versions of John Brown's body. Different yeah. different people would come up with different. Oh, you two covered it, and yeah. then there's the outcast version. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right, at the end of round two. The scores really haven't changed that much, relatively. Kells and Allison are tied at 40. Devo has 70. And Andy has 74. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, lightning strike. Yep. I don't know where there's more coming. There's more coming. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to category three, which is sports. Well, this the coalition be- has aligned against you, Andy. Yeah. Oh, Dave, I don't worry. You're not too far off. Yep. I'm just minding my own business over here. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not. You're stirring the pot. Yeah. I'm like four points behind me. Yeah. All right. Category one. I mean, question one in sports. Between 1939 and 2001, a postseason college football all-star game was played in Alabama between players from northern schools and players from southern schools. What was the name of this annual game? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, I'm going to take a... Um, I might take a little guess here. I think I'm, I think I'm on to you, Neil. It's guessable. This is very guessable. Um, I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? Please tell me they called the Civil War Bowl. Okay. Uh, I will not tell you that. Alan? Okay. Damn. Yep. Remembered. Almost pooped the bed. But before I did, I remembered what the category was, and I said Civil War. Kels? Might have still pooped the bed, but... (laughs) I want to put the Mason-Dixon Bowl, but I went with the Civil War. (laughs) Okay. And Deva? It's the blue-gray game. Oh, you're I've right. I've never heard of this. The correct um, answer is the blue-gray football classic. Yeah, I vaguely know of this. I think it got kind of phased out because I think there are a few reasons. Um, for one thing, all the, players were, all the players were seniors because they actually got paid to play in the game, and so they lost their college uh, eligibility. Mm. Uh but it, it was also a name for a lot of players that weren't going to get into a bowl game to uh, to be seen by NFL scouts because since it started in 39, that was 
before the combines became a thing. Mm-hmm. But once the combines came around, there was really not much use for the uh, for this game as as uh, a scouting tool. So there may have been other reasons why it went away, like the fact yeah. that it was commemorating the yeah. Civil War. Yeah. Right. All right. Here's the easy one. Question two. During the war, on at least one occasion, soldiers reportedly used a cannonball in what sport? Locked in. Okay, sure. Man. I wrote down an answer. I'm locked in. Is that everybody? Uh, yeah. All right. Allison, what's your answer? Well, I thought it made sense. I said shot put. Well, dang it, I thought it was a much better answer. (laughs) That's what I hadn't actually thought of. Oh, I said bowling. Deva? Oh, I said basketball because it's funny. (laughs) Andy? I was thinking soccer, but bowling is a good answer. Because it it became a big fad during the Civil War. I'd forgotten about this. And it's a cannonball, right? Yeah, I did say it was cannonball, and I, I was okay. kind of thinking to myself, "What if someone says soccer?" But they, nobody would say soccer because how are you going <laughs> to kick a cannonball? How are you going to play basketball with a cannonball? You're not. You're oh. going to bowl with it. I have yeah. acknowledged that my answer was ridiculous, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get it. Uh, let's go on to question three. Well, actually, Neil, I would like to interrupt this oh, this game sure. real quick. Since we are in the midst of our sports category, I would like to point out to all the Laidlers out there that Kells and I will be appearing on the Benchwarmer Sports Trivia Podcast in early August. So keep a listen out for that. I'll do that. All right, question three. What Civil War general was falsely declared the inventor of baseball based on testimony based on the testimony of one man who provided no evidence and was eventually committed to a psychiatric hospital after murdering his wife. Whoa. Good God. That last part's not really relevant. I just thought it was interesting. That is great. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the only thing I can think of. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yup. Got one. Okay. Kels? I said double day. Devo? I also said Double Day. Andy? Abner Double Day. And Allison. What? That's not a name. <laughs> I, I said Sherman. Because <laughs> it's my husband's middle name. Uh, the correct answer is the apparently fictional Abner Double Day. <laughs> Abner? Abner? Abner Double Day. Yep. Or. Just try it on for size. Abner Venable? <laughs> oh. Oh, nope. Yeah. He'd get beat up. <laughs> he might. Every day. So the story is, uh, in the early 1900s, some commission decided to get together and figure out where baseball started. But they didn't really want to figure out where where baseball got started they wanted to figure out how baseball got started by an american and uh so they basically just made up the whole they had one guy this this old coot from i think from colorado 
Yeah, he said, from Colorado. He said when oh. I was when I was a boy in uh, Cooperstown, Abner Doubleday, the great Civil War general, was a uh, he invented baseball, but of course it was evolved over the years from rounders and cricket. Which brings us to question four: the rise of the rise in popularity of baseball during the Civil War led to the decrease in popularity of what more European sport? Locked in. I'm locked in too. Wait, is this a trick? <laughs> no, it was me kind of running out of sports questions that had to do with the Civil War. I'm locked in. I'm scared. Okay. Don't be scared. I'm probably still going to get it wrong, but I'm locked in. Deva? I said cricket. Andy? Cricket. Allison? I'm hoping that somebody just gave us the answer a second ago. Yeah. Cricket. Kells? I was going back and forth between rounders and cricket, but I want cricket. Uh, correct answer is cricket. <gasps> you know You're what welcome, hasn't everybody. happened this episode? No sweeps what? yet. No sweeps. Oh, yeah. There's still time. Now remember, you guys, you need to shoot Andy with your lightning bolts. Or you. Yeah. Or he's you. Do- right. He's doing a really good job of not doing his excited Andy. I know this so well, and I know three other facts about it before I'm trying to be trying to be nice. Deploying my pocket lecture. <laughs> right, at the end of round three, Allison has 50, Kells 70, Andy 94, and Deva 100. Oh, <laughs> and Zeus is found. No, no. You know, my wrestling name is Lightning Rod. Oh, you might just get it, Andy, with that comment. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I need to learn to keep my mouth shut. I'm sorry. Tread, tread lightly. <laughs> my bad. Uh, all right. Category four is the Confederacy. Oh, shit. Uh, Question one. Eleven states seceded from the United States to form the Confederate States of America. How many slave states never officially joined the Confederacy? Locked in. Andy. I'd like to lightning strike Andy. That was too fast. <laughs> it was pretty fast, Andy. Nobody else even said a word. But this is partly a math question, so are you sure? Right. Um, I'm gonna lock in. I think yeah, I once in taught this. I'm locking too. <laughs> Kels. I said six. Allison? I said four. Andy? Four. Devo? Oh. One. Oh, wait. Andy, Hello, did Andy I get don't struck think... Uh... Oh, Andy got struck. Oh, my goodness. Hang on. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, <laughs> so, Andy. Andy, can, could you just repeat your answer for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> so funny. Kels is... <laughs> Kels is having way too much fun with this. Not fair. I'm sorry, Andy. I'll make it up to you, buddy. So, Allison, was that you that struck him? I did. Okay. 
Kells, you're probably going to have to save yours for Davo. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, so the states were Kentucky, Maryland, Missouri, and Delaware. There were oh, four. four. Nice. And it's why oh. the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free the slaves. Because oh it freed the slaves and states in rebellion, which meant the states that were still in the Union that had slaves could keep their slaves. But okay. only until the 13th Amendment came along. Right. But nonetheless, it's yeah. people often point to the Emancipation Proclamation uh, as freeing the slaves, and it did not. Nope. Um, I didn't realize when the states were read that I got the answer right. Uh, quickly. <laughs> Technically, Allison, you're the only one that got points on that. You're the only one. Wow. It's, it's my time. This is it. <laughs> Victory <Woo>! lap. <laughs> All right. Question two What was the name of the largest and most notorious Confederate prisoner of war camp? And for a bonus, what state was it in? I'm going to put it down on there. And we're, I'm going to say I'm locked in. I'm locking in. You guys really should have watched like um, Ken Burns' Civil War documentary before this episode. Yeah, we should have done. I didn't have, a, I didn't have a spare two days, man. <laughs> I do so wish this terrible documentary was over. Signed, Mary Chestnut. Mary Chestnut. <laughs> oh my, my god, my dearest Clementine. I I make my class watch the ken burns documentary over ken uh, over christmas break and that's our joke for the entire second semester is the mary chestnut letters love the mary chestnut letters they're so good um i'm locked in oh okay i got a stupid answer <laughs> what's your stupid answer allison <laughs> um boon slick and oh no that sorry <laughs> i meant to say boon slick I mean, Boone's Farm. I was trying to think of what that cheap wine was called. Boone's, Boone's, Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm Boone's was the band that Major was in in college. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> okay, well, I wrote down Boone's Slick, so we're going with it. I don't know if I miss, mix, like, Gold Slick and... I don't Boone's know. They're, they're equally correct, so let's... <laughs> And let's go with Texas. All right. Andy. I want to say Boonslick. I want to say <laughs> Boonslick, and I want to be the right answer, but it's Andersonville in Georgia. Yeah. I said Shelbyville in, <laughs> in Tennessee. And Shelbyville just popped into my head, and now I remember. It's from The Simpsons. Shelbyville is a sister city. city of in the Simpsons. I was like, "Well, it just popped in my head. It's got to be right." Shelbyville. Yeah. That is more right than my answer was, because it's at least a real place. I want to know if there's a Boonslick now. I want to. There, there should be. Kells. I said uh, Fort Sumter, South Carolina. All right. Well, Kells, you were sort of close. It was officially known as Camp Sumter, but uh, more commonly known as Andersonville. Oh, and it's in okay. Georgia. Nice. Georgia. It's also currently home to the National POW Museum. 
Oh, I did not know that. So if you want to go to that museum, go to Andersonville, Georgia. Andersonville, Georgia. All right. Question three. Richmond, Virginia was the capital of the CSA from May 1961 until the end of the war. But what city was home to the first capital where the original seven states were yes. uh, created their constitution? Oh, I don't know this. I have oh. a guess. Yep, this is oh, If I can come up with the capital city of that state, it's got to be. Well, I'm locked in. I don't know why I said that with a southern accent. I'm locked in. Well, we are in the Confederacy right now. so We are in. Yeah, it's a horrible place. I'm locked in. I really, I, I, I have an answer down, but I have a feeling I misheard the question. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Andy, <laughs> it is Montgomery, uh, Alabama. Deva. Oh, thank God. I said Charleston, South Carolina. Kels. I also said Charleston, South Carolina. And Allison. Montgomery, Alabama. Correct answer is Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even want to know what my alternate thought was, or even Shelby. want to tell you. I guys. almost went with South Carolina. Actually, that was my first thought. Question four: Who was the only U.S. president to be elected to the Confederate Congress? Ooh, deep cow. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. Is it? Wait a minute. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have hmm. a bad guess. I have a bad guess too, but I'm going to keep this guess. I'm locked in. Somebody shoot Andy. <laughs> Kells. Y'all are very, y'all are very close in points, right? I'm locked in. I have a pretty good guess. Um. For you guys, I'll have a good guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andy, you working? I am. I'm just <laughs> sorry. Wow. I guess you just got to put somebody down. Well, I mean, you huh? can limit it to, I mean, at the very most, 44 people. Yeah. <laughs> that trims it wait, down. Wait, I forget. Was Cleveland count as two or one? He's, well, he's two. He's 22nd and 24th mm-hmm. president. Plus, he was big enough to really count as two people. And then you then you could eliminate <laughs> it further by just limiting it to people who were actually alive in the early 1860s. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> Good golly. Bless you. Then you can eliminate it even further by just picking the ones that were from the South. That's the thing, though. I don't know. They were all something. from the South. <laughs> or maybe we could just let him play the game. Well, it's it's not, not I'm not telling him. I'm not telling Kells anything he hasn't already thought about. Yeah, it's just not helping my process of elimination. Um, I'm, I'm sure Kells has probably written down all the presidents already and and their party. He doesn't and, have to write them down. I'm locked in. Why not? I'm locked in. 
All right. Devo. Andrew Johnson. Just cuz. I hope you're right. Kels. <laughs> Andrew Johnson. Allison. Well, fiddlesticks. Okay. <laughs> I honestly wrote down Johnson as a joke answer because never mind. I don't I don't know why. I did not stay. It would Johnson be a good joke Austin. answer. Why is Lincoln gonna ask a VP to be from a former <laughs> Confederate congressman? No. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Yeah, he's bringing I was this, gonna make the a joke together. about that, but he's bringing the yeah. country together. I said, uh, I said Hayes. Okay. Andy. He still has a grandson alive today. He was. Benjamin Harrison's vice president, it's John Tyler. Oh, I was really, really wanting to use one of my sweep sounds. John I know, sorry. Correct answer is John Tyler. He died, yeah, I that... think, before he was able to take office, but he was voted in. Hmm. He, he was actually part of a, of a peace delegation at first, but when he realized that that wasn't going to work, he's like, well, I guess we're going to have to do something else. Huh. All right, at the end, oh, by the way, that question and uh, the entirety of the next four questions were all courtesy of our friend, a friend of the show, Barry Shockle. Barry! Barry. You like that, Barry? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Thank so Barry. at the end of round four, Allison and Kells are tied again at 70. Mm. Um, <laughs> Devo has 100 and Andy has 126. Okay, it's getting clear now. Yeah. yeah. I just I, sh I just want to point <laughs> out apparently Davo and Kells know absolutely nothing about the Confederacy. Nothing. They were both swept in that category. No, yeah. nothing. Daniel son over here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the union. Let's talk about you and me. No. <laughs> Question one. Can't we start deducting points? Please. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, question one in 1862 the United States issued the first widely accepted federal paper currency what were they called locked in locked Ooh. in Ooh. <laughs> I got an answer um, I might have gotten excited about the wrong one but I'm locked in and I would also like to lightning strike Devo okay. <gasps> how dare you <laughs> Allison? Um, well, I hope I didn't get real excited about the wrong answer, but I said greenbacks. Okay. Andy? Greenbacks. God bless. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Deva, what's your answer? Greenbacks. <laughs> I know him from work. <laughs> and Kels uh, it would have been really cool if it was Warbucks but it's Greenbacks <laughs> they were technically called demand notes but they were uh, commonly called Greenbacks mm. Simoleons Cheddar Dirty <sighs> No. Oh. question two Lucy Lambert Hale was the daughter of a New Hampshire senator and was a popular socialite in Washington, D.C. To which handsome man was she secretly engaged? Oh, 
heard this before. I think I I'm no I'm, lo I'm I'm locked in with a guess. Okay, yeah, me too. All right, everybody's locked, locked in. in. I'm locked. Yeah. In. It's got to be like there's that sexy president, the one that's like ooh. Like, that, <laughs> sexy who's like, the sexy yeah, president like, i'm like really the, fascinated <laughs> from this time frame i want to know yeah, yeah i well wasn't there one that's like universally regarded as the the sexiest president it's kennedy no more well, yeah it's I'm, kennedy for sure Fillmore pierce yeah it's, one of them too uh, i'd say kennedy first hot. obama second i thought there was apparently clinton <laughs> like Tyler, not Tyler, not Taylor. No. There was another dude. Like Fillmore had that. Fillmore had that Prince in Purple Rain kind of look. I think he did. He did. No, that kind of kind of wavy to the too. side. See, so Cannon this had the, the ruffles. Is secretly engaged to a handsome man. Good for her. So Cannon also era. would would go to parties and have other groups try to play basketball with him. Then he'd, they'd make waffles. Yeah, you guys want some grapes? <laughs> Blouses. <laughs> uh, they were still dressed like they were from the. <laughs> That's the best part. Let's call this the shirts against the blouses. <laughs> uh, what's happening again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm locked in. Okay, David, what are you locked in with? Freddie Prince Jr. Because he's a <laughs> handsome man. Yes, that's a handsome man for nice. sure. Freddie Prince Jr. Kels? I felt like you, you might have been, hopefully you were dressing this person up because they did something dastardly. So I went with John Wilkes Booth. Allison? Oh. I said Grant. Okay. I stand by it. <laughs> His wife Julia would have been upset, but yeah, yep. that's, why that's why it was secret. They said that. There you go. In the Civil War era, the one person that time and time again is referred to as a hottie is John Wilkes Booth. So that's what I guessed. I should have struck you. Known yes. as, as an extremely, extremely handsome man and a talented actor, John Wilkes Booth. Freddie Prince Jr. No. <laughs> they both apply. <laughs> Except that he was not engaged to Miss Hale. Miss Geller. Your so, Honor, I beseech you. <laughs> supposedly, she didn't know anything about his anti Lincolnness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that. That sounds good. I like that. Um, she was. She was. She didn't believe that he had uh, killed him for for several days afterwards, but. And they found a picture of her on his body after they killed him. Booth's huh. not Lincoln's. I was about to say, that, that, that this, guy, this guy crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question three. Who refused an invitation from Lincoln to attend the play on the night Lincoln was assassinated because his wife didn't get along with Mary? I'm locked in. She had it That's rough. Cool. Yeah. I mean, she she genuinely was suffering from... Uh, mental issues well yeah didn't she have two sons die well and then her husband after she outlived everybody but one son in her family yeah 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but at, at the same time, that wasn't significantly uncommon in the 1850s and 60s. Yeah. She right. was she was institutionalized for a while, but yeah, yeah I mean she both she probably, both probably had Lincoln. bipolar disorder. Yeah, okay. locked in with trash. Yeah, me too. Okay, dumpster fire, really. Mm, smell the trash juice burning. <laughs> Kels, I just went with Andrew Johnson again. Allison, <laughs> that's exactly what I did too. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the vice president's <laughs> wife and president's wife didn't get along? Andy? I believe it was Grant. They both. Mm. Are you? I also said Andrew Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is U.S. Grant. Oh, come Kels, on. My answer man. from the last one. Can I swap? Kels. He didn't sound confident. He's he's buffaloing yet. I am not no, buffaloing. He's not that. that come on. <laughs> I'm not really well versed in Civil War history. <laughs> so apparently, um, Mary Lincoln thought that uh, uh, Grant was trying to wanted wanted to replace uh, Lincoln as the president, and uh, did not really care for that. And so she said a lot of really nasty things to Julia. So Julia refused to go do anything that she was invited to. Understand. All right. Question four. What poet volunteered as a nurse in the Union Army after being moved by seeing the wounded soldiers and piles of amputated limbs? Locked in. And I have have an easy mode for half points if you need it. Yes, easy mode. Yeah, I got this. Once I got this stupid answer out of my head. (laughs) Why did you put your stupid answer in my head? God, I hope it is. I'm I'm a lot. It's sticky. I I had I had to get a stupid answer out of my head too, because I'm pretty sure she wasn't from here. So, everybody's (laughs) stupid answers out there. Uh, Hopefully, this is smarter. But I'm gonna lightning strike Andy though. Okay. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I would like easy mode. I want to get some points. Okay. Um. It sounds to me like Kells might regret his answer after hearing the easy mode. Oh, boy. The easy mode is, he's sometimes called the father of free verse. Yes, let's go. Oh, it's Linda Well Miranda. <laughs> well, I, just, I don't... Does that help, Deva? Not in the least. <laughs> but I, it does remove the stupid answer I had originally started writing down. Yeah, it kind of removes half the population, pretty much. It yeah, does. it's not Clara Barton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go ahead and get that uh, out of the way if we'd like. And then the <laughs> other one, Neil, wrong. it's a, it's not Florence Nightingale either. <laughs> yeah. Because she was right. I'm just yeah. going to lock in with an answer. I think I know who it is. Points. I'm locked in. Okay. Deva? Robert Frost. Kels? I wrote down Clara Barton, Barton, but I think it's Walt Whitman. Allison? Whitman. Whitman. And Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Walt Whitman. No, you're supposed to say it while the lightning's, while the thunder's going, man. I 
didn't. He, he wanted to ear, Eeyore I'm us, done though. playing your game, Trebek. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Walt Whitman. Cool. Allison, once oh. again, you're the sole yes! correct answer. Thank you, Lightning Bolt. Two times. Two times. Two times. <laughs> so at the end of round five, Kells and Allison have 90. Devo, 100. Andy, 156. Jeez. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I find... I'm sorry, guys. I promise I won't do any such specific ones in the future for, for Just regular... don't do Civil War again. For tournaments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you do another Civil War, let it be the Marvel one. I'll do better. Yeah. <laughs> Kills, I've found that it's good to set small personal goals and then the weight of the crushing loss doesn't kill you. That's that's a brilliant strategy, Allison. <laughs> All right. Well, category six is movies. Uh, oh, here we go. Because I was running out of time, I decided to do tribons because those are really Yay, easy. I like tribons. Okay. So, I these are all Civil War related movies. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you the names of three actors from those movies, and you tell me the name of the movie. I'm so screwed. Question one. Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. Gugu Mbatha-Ra, and Marshali... Oh, jeez. Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always wondered how to say that name. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Andy's being too quiet. He's already written it down. <laughs> yeah, I'm locked in. So, uh, Andy, are you gonna go out without using your lighting trick? Well, he already shot. Already it. used it. I was like, oh, I got, I got, got him in the face. Be punching nice. down at this point. I'm locked in with, I guess. All right, let's start with Allison. Oh, thank goodness, because mm -hmm. you fellas are gonna like this one. Not too many people know this. But a couple of the voiceovers in Ken Burns' Civil War um, <laughs> were some well-known actors. Okay. Andy? <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'd left my Lincoln running at the at Powell Run. Um, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, free State of Jones. Fortified position. Devo? I said Franklin County because why not? And Kels. Free State of Jones. Correct answer is the Free State of Jones. Do you realize that I have now missed nine questions in a row? In a row? Ooh. It, really? Wow. Yes. You, I thought you got greenbacks. Oh, I did. But I got shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that was <bad. laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, at the end of round three, your score was 100, and at the end of round five, your score was 100. Yes, Ooh, this has been horrible. Streak. A cold streak, I'm on a streak too. Although, if we're a bowling, all these X's on my paper look real good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the way to a you perfect a game, y'all. I got three turkeys. <laughs> Woo! Well, let's see if you can get one or two of these movies, Devo. Uh, question two, we've got Daniel Day-Lewis, Sally Field, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What's happening? Locked in. Locked in. Good for you guys. <laughs> oh, locked in, duh. It's two Academy Award winners right there. 
I don't know, but I have an answer that I'm about to write for like the next three. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know Gordon Levitt won an Oscar. Well, he wasn't one of them. Uh, <laughs> he should. For what? For for the, Dark Knight Rises. For third. No. third no. Rises. He was Robin. He was Robin. Third, oh. Yeah. Are we all locked in? I Robin's know. best role was in Superman versus so. Batman. You mean when he was already dead? Yeah, when he was dead, it was just his costume there with the graffiti on it. Mm. Oh my. Andy, what's your answer to this question? One of my all-time favorite films, Lincoln. Diva? Lincoln. And Kells? I really like that Continentals. It's Lincoln. And Allison? I knew it had to come up at some point. I was just thinking I would guess this multiple times before it came up. I said, Lincoln! Correct answer is Lincoln. Here's another easy one. Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, and Carrie Elways. Locked in. Wow. Not the third one I was guessing. You, you, but I'm locked in. Locked in. (laughs) I was thinking somebody else would fill fill out, round out that trifecta. (laughs) Way to keep me on my toes. Don't want to make it too easy. I like Carrie Elways. He was in The Princess Bride and he was amazing. Yeah. Okay. I have an answer. Okay. Deva, what's your answer? Glory. Kells. Glory. Allison. Well, Glory would be a better answer, but I was thinking of that scene in Remember the Titans when he takes the football players out and they run to the Battle of Gettysburg. <laughs> oh. So I said that Remember would be the good. Titans. Yeah. That would be. That's really good. <laughs> that is super Civil War adjacent. I'm not going to lie, I've watched that movie so many times that I could actually quote what he says to the players there. Let's not, though. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting with bated breath. Andy, what's your answer? (laughs) Glory. Correct answer is glory. Last question. Benjamin Walker, Dominic Cooper, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, Locked in. I have no idea. I want it to be this. Even if I'm wrong, I want it to be this. I got nothing. I'm 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 bring out special teams. I don't even have a joke. No. All right. Let's start with Deva. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I said gods and generals just because I knew it was a Civil War movie. Allison? I also played Abraham Lincoln <laughs> Vampire Hunter. And Dave. Or uh, Kells. Andy. Andy. Somebody. Andy. <laughs> I, uh, Ray Guy. Yeah, oh, that's right. Could Sorry. somebody help me out here? Oh, I said Ray Guy. I said hang time. There's a high twisting hang time spiral. Well, the correct answer is Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah! No, it wasn't. It was, too. Yes! It's not a Civil War movie. It took place during the Civil War. It sure as heck did. That is not real. It's one of my son's favorite movies. (laughs) I've never seen it. It just sounds like the most stupid thing in the world, and so I throw it down as a joke. You want to know something else, Allison? 
what? They made the Sci-Fi Channel made one slightly adjacent to that where Lincoln was a zombie hunter. I mean, my son no, owns both of them. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. If you stop Watch watching terrible movies, they'll stop making terrible movies. That's not true. You tell Ian and Allison that. I watch good movies like Princess Bride. Oh. <laughs> All right, at the end of our regular rounds, here are our final scores. Allison has 110. Ooh. Kells has 120. Ooh. Devo has 130. Ooh. Andy has 186. Good Lord. Anybody's I, game. Devo, what do you have? <laughs> 130. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is we're not catching Andy this game. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on how much he knows about the Civil I might War. start, you know, I might start celebrating on the ten yard line I as you guys you, tackle me. You could I hope it. you Leon let it. <laughs> Just <laughs> fumble it. <laughs> Just fumble it. Leon let it be. <laughs> let her be. Let her be. No, no. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I have a list in front of me of the costliest land battles of the American Civil War measured oh. by casualties, oh, which includes people killed, wounded, captured, and missing on both sides. So just name the top 10, and you'll get 10 points for each one. Some of them I've got the uh, Union and the Confederate names, so I'll accept either one. Well, I was going to ask about that. That gets confusing. I was going to ask about whether it's <laughs> proper <laughs> for the battles. But do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control in order to bring you this brief announcement, and we'll return you to your podcast as soon as you've been informed. We just wanted to take a second to shout out the Trivia Rogues, our brothers in Trivia Arms. So if you're looking for a little more sensation with your information, Give them a listen. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. Already in progress. All right. Is everybody ready? No. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm not locked in. I've got two more joke answers to write. (laughs) Just think of your last D&D game. I was. Kicked a lot of ass. I'm locked in. Okay. So everybody's ready now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you the list starting at the least deadly of the top 10 with a mere 18,000 people dead. And that was wow. Fredericksburg. Uh, don't uh, wait a minute. Did I not put down Fredericksburg? Mm. Um, the ninth one is Second Bull Run or Second Manassas. Got it. Depending on your perspective. What if was... I just got Bull Run? I just have yeah. no Bull Run. Well, and... you just count it once. No, I mean, there were two different battles. What? I didn't know it was a sequel. There yeah. was a sequel. The sequel was worse than the original. Much like Godfather 2. Yeah, the. No, original Godfather was... 2 is the best one, you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so Bull Run doesn't count if you don't have one or two. Next Bull to Run it. didn't even make the top twenty. Okay. Uh, second oh, Bull Second Bull Run had eighteen thousand oh. three hundred. Okay, got you. All right. Didn't get that one either. 
Okay, so number seven is wait no, um, let me count. Number eight. Number eight. eight. Thank you. Is Antietam or Sharps Sharpsburg? Sharpsburg. I got Antietam. Got, got Antietam. Uh, then we've got Shiloh or Pittsburgh got Landing. Got, got it. Nope. We're up to guys. almost 24,000 people there. Wow. Um, number six is Stones River or Murfreesboro. Mur. Is that in Tennessee? Ooh, yeah. Don't have it. Should have thought almost, almost 25,000. Uh, number five, The Wilderness. Got it. No. But that would Battle of the Five Armies count for that one? Mm, no, there were only two, the two, just the two armies in that war. As far as okay, okay, had to check. <laughs> uh, Chancellorsville. Hey, I got uh, it. Didn't get it. This is getting bleak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. tell that to the thirty thousand casualties at Chancellorsville. You are right. <laughs> then we've got. <laughs> then we've got Spotsylvania Courthouse. Got it. What? What's even yeah, happening? Whatever. I felt... <laughs> That's that not even a real up. word. That was cooked up between you and Andy before the show. <laughs> you know, there were actually um, in this list of however many battles there were. There, I think there were two or three different courthouses. Well, one of them didn't count because most of them were surrenders, so they weren't really casualties. Uh, but anyway, so that was number three. Number two was uh, Chickamauga. Got it. 30, yeah. 34, just under 35,000 casualties. And top of the list with over 50,000 casualties was Gettysburg. Got it. Got it. If we don't come together on this hollow ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allison, how many did you get correct? What Did you say Vicksburg or no? Um, I, I did no. say Vicksburg. Vicksburg, Mississippi Vicksburg. wasn't that big of a deal. It was not that big of a deal. <laughs> okay, so I got two then. Two? So that brings you to uh, 130, and you're currently tied with Davo for second place. Kells. I got all of three. All right, that brings you to 150. You're now in second place. Davo? I got three. Brings you to a total of 160. Did Andy get negative nine? <laughs> Andy, how many did you get right? I got oh, eight. Oh. You suck. Go to hell. <laughs> Partially because I wrote down Chickamauga twice. <laughs> oh, like so you're going to tell sometimes. us how you didn't get ten. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. anyone want to do that? And I can't believe Cold Harbor is not in the top ten. Did I write down Chancellorsville? Oh, did I miss that one? Oh. Andy, in the words of the youths, weird flex, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Andy, uh, just for your edification, Cold Harbor was number 11 on the list. Oh, oh, <laughs> just needed 700 more casualties and it would have been there. You know, couldn't they have tried a little bit harder for me? Just one regiment. Just one more regiment. Wow. All right. Well, guys, uh, I'm sorry about that. Don't be. I underperformed. I'll, I'll go back to a, uh, a more generic. You need to tell us what Andy's score is for the people. Well, I'd like to hear what everybody's scores are here, if we could. Okay, well, so we've got Allison with 130. 
Kells, 150. Devo, 160. Andy, 266. He lapped us almost. Yeah. That's... I am finally vindicated from the wrestling episode. Once He's making fun horrific. of us at this point. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So, by I... the way, if you guys hadn't uh, lightning struck him, he would have been at 296. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you would have kept him You would, you kept him from getting uh, almost 300. So, so next week's game is going to be uh, all about Robin. Uh, the week after... <laughs> Is going to be about wrestling, and the week after that is going to be about garbage movies. How many questions can you have? I'm just curious. How many questions about Robin can you have about him getting captured by the bad guy and having to be rescued? Do you really want to go there right now after you kicked (laughs) us all in the face? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm. I am. I am sitting here being quiet. So tournament wise, Andy is now got a slight lead with 16 total points. Dave and Kells have 14, and Allison has six. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Neil, for an excellent Civil War quiz. Uh, it seems as though you wrote a very solid quiz for an AP history teacher in American history, which we have on the show. So we all appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no sauce on that one. <laughs> Andy, great job on proving your dominance. Thank you. It was a great game. Yeah, when I mentioned to a friend of the show Barry that I was doing a civil war, he was like, "Oh, you know, when I did that war question, or war war uh, theme, I, I kind of didn't want to do civil war because I thought that might give Andy too much of an advantage." And I'm like, "Ah, it'll be all right." <laughs> <That'll> be <good. laughs> just hanging curveballs. He just that. took right over the fence. <laughs> so thank you all very much for playing and thank you to our listeners and thank you for those of you who have been rating us on iTunes on whatever podcast app you use uh, just came across a really funny uh, a really funny and uh, five-star review from iTunes from Sam from Fort Worth uh, the entirety of the review was five stars if you close your eyes Andy is John Goodman <laughs> <laughs> I, funny. I know. I have heard from. this from three or four listeners now, and and at no point in real life, outside of podcasting, has everybody has anybody suggested that. But I take that as a compliment. I love John Goodman. Yeah, he's a treasure. So, from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Dave with Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Kells. Next time, he man. <laughs> <laughs> Allison. In uh in humility and in what is right, I am going to take my degree off the wall and put it on the wall in Andy's classroom. No, um, you don't. Because I did I no longer deserve my history nope. degree. No, nope, not true. Well you can put it next to mine in Andy's room. <laughs> And Neil. As one of the greatest American poets uh, once wrote uh, from Axel Rose, what's so <sighs> civil about war anyway?
That's deep. Think, really think about that, huh? Love it. <laughs> it's like you got Uh, greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Ladle Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLadleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous... You can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.